Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to Gospel for the Glory of Jesus, where we praise, honor, and glorify our Lord and Savior with the soulful witness of Christ and the Word of God. I'm your brother Mel with the music. The Reverend Brian Skinner will bring us a word from the Lord. Where would I be if grace and never rescued me and taken place to shape and up my filthy life I would be a shame a mess null and void of no effect if the love of Jesus had never opened my eyes right now I stand to declare this grace lift my voice and sing your praise with hands of praise Where would I be? Where could I go? What would I say If it had not been for grace? Who would I call? The times I fall Broken in faith, ashamed and yes, disgrace that had not been for grace. I'm telling you, I was a working man. Nobody loved me like a Jesus. God, I praise you. When nothing else could help. Grace, grace, oh, Lord, oh, When nothing else could help. Think about his love and his grace toward you. When nothing else could help. Everybody sing with nothing. Would be like a ship without a sail tossed to and fro. Nothing else, all on nothing else could. Well, I thank you, Jesus, when nothing else could help. 
void of no effect if the love of Jesus had never opened my eyes. Where would we be, my brothers and sisters, if it wasn't for favor, if it wasn't for love, if it wasn't for the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Uh-huh. Anthony Ponder, Natalie Wilson, APMD, Reginald Steele. Come on, let's go. The one that strengthens me. The song says, So whatever, so whatever comes, my way. comes my way, it shall work out. It shall work out for me. You ask me what it is, that's just favor. It's just favor, y'all. That's just favor. Ah. That's just favor. The favor of the Lord is on me. That's just favor. It's just favor.
You're listening to 100.9 The Heat, gospel for the glory of Jesus. The High Desert's number one music station with male slaves. Well, this being the last week of Black History Month, our evangelist June McKinnon had it, has invited a very special guest to give us a message today, Reverend Brian Skinner from Trinidad. He's going to bring us a special message from the Songs of Solomon on the Power of Love, and he'll be up in about 20 minutes with a very special word for us, my brothers and sisters. It's going to be about sexuality in the marriage and, and intimacy, so make sure you tune in. He's got some good information from the Word of God for YWOU. As you know, my brothers and sisters, Black History Month was created to focus attention on the contributions of African Americans to the United States. It honors all black people from all periods of U.S. history, from uh, the enslaved people first brought over from Africa in the early 17th century to the African Americans living in the United States today. So I thought that we would visit the 17th century to let you know about a person that... Uh, not many people know about. Here is my wife, Veronica Slade, with a tribute for Black History Month. In 1791, after the slave revolt in Santa Domingo, Elizabeth Lang sailed to America with her parents for safety. In 1828, she met with four other free black women to begin the first order of black nuns in the Catholic Church, the Oblate Sisters of Providence. Shortly after that, she started a school for free black women in the city of Baltimore. She also started an orphanage, a widow's home, and a night school to teach black adults to read and write. Elizabeth Lang was a determined woman inspired by the power of faith and hope, which gave her courage to create new opportunities for blacks. We salute Elizabeth Lang. For more information on Elizabeth Lang, go to www.lewisdiggs.com slash ablate. Once again, happy Black History Month to you, my brothers and sisters. If you're looking for things to do to uh, salute or to honor Black History Month, you know, you can go out and support Black-owned businesses. We only have a few more days left. Uh, you can learn about noteworthy Black figures and their contributions, or, or just donate to charities that support anti-racism, equity, and equality. Now, you can also support these businesses all year. You don't have to just support them one more day or one more week uh, during Black History Month, but uh, please try to support them all year. We've got much more music coming up for you, my brothers and sisters, some of the best in the nation, and a very special word from the Lord from Reverend Brian Skinner right here on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. Next up, we've got Brent Jones, Dietrich Hatton, and Fred Hammond.
Best gospel music and a word from the Lord is right here with your brother Mel each and every Sunday morning.
Dietrich Hatton on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. I really love his music, man. He puts out so much music, and you can find it on the net. This is one of his latest, A Billion People. Next up, it's Fred Hammond. Though my heart is full of gratitude, so many things, Lord, that I want to say to you, because you're so worthy of all the glory. Come on, let me. Thank you. 
You're listening to the world's best gospel music and a word from the Lord with your brother Mel and the Reverend Brian Skinner. Reverend Brian Skinner will be up in just a few minutes with a word from the Lord. Right now, let's take it out with Al Florence, Fix It Jesus. On my way home.
You're listening to 100.9 The Heat, gospel for the glory of Jesus. The High Desert's number one music station with Mel Slayer. Well, my brothers and sisters, I truly hope you enjoyed the music portion of the program. It is now time for a word from the Lord. You know, God's word will bring you victory each and every day of your life. And the Bible says in Matthew 13, 23, that he that receives the word and understands it will bear fruit in his life, some hundred, some 60, and some 30 fold. So each and every Sunday, my brothers and sisters, I want to give you the opportunity to receive and to understand God's word by bringing you one of God's anointed teachers, preachers, pastors, ministers, reverends, or evangelists. And today, we've got the Reverend Brian Skinner with a word from the Lord entitled, The Power of Love. Good day. This is Reverend Brian Skinner, and I want to say good day and thank you again. Uh, Mr. Mervyn Slade, it's an honor and a privilege to share with your listening order, audience a message that is very close to me. I know we just commemorated uh, Valentine's Day, but uh, love is always in the air. And because love is always in the air, I chose a song called the Song of Solomon, which is one of the best songs ever written. In fact, this is the only song that God gave his spiritual Grammy to. It's called the Song of Songs. As you know, Solomon wrote about a thousand and five songs, but this is the only one that the Holy Spirit says, this is one that expresses God's love for Israel, Solomon's love for his first wife, Abishah. It also shows a picture of Christ's love for the church and sets an example for a man's love towards his woman. It's about a love thing. And I would want to call it the power of love, the power of love. And it's taken from the Song of Solomon, chapter eight, reading from verse five, it states, who is this coming up from the wilderness? leaning upon her beloved. I awaken you under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she, there she who bore you brought you forth. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death and jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, the most vehement fire. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man would give for love all of his wealth of his house, it will be utterly despised. We have a little sister, and she has no breast. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she's spoken for? If she's a wall, we will build upon her a battlement of silver. And if she's a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. I'm a wall, and my breasts are like towers. Then I became in the eyes of one who found peace. Solomon had a vineyard at Bahalamon. He leased the vineyard to keep us. Everyone was to bring its fruit, a thousand silver coins. My own vineyard is before me. You, O Solomon, may have a thousand, and those who tend to its fruit, two hundred. You who dwell in the garden and the companion, listen for your voice. Let me hear it. Make haste, my beloved, and be like the gazelle or a wrong stag 
on the mountain of spice. And I just want to go back to chapter 5 and verse 16 to add a, a scriptural note. It states, His mouth is most sweet. Yes, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. And I just want to kind of coin this with a, uh, a statement that can be uh, a message on the table for our discussion. It's called the power of love. The power of love. I, I know that uh, we have already celebrated um, our holiday, uh, but what about love that is always around? And this particular scripture gives us a chance. It's the last chapter in the Song of Solomon. And if there's one brother who can teach us about love and understanding femininity in society through the eyes of masculinity, but with a touch of divinity to bless society, is our brother, King Solomon. I want to show you four aspects. I want to share with you four aspects of the power of love. Number one, I want to make an, a statement here. And the statement I want to make is that the family is the cornerstone. The family is the cornerstone of any given society. And this particular song addresses the foundation of the family, which is the husband-wife relationship. So the family is the bedrock and foundation of society, and it must be governed and be motivated by the power of love. So in chapter 8, we have a scene where Solomon is coming up out of the wilderness. He had just consummated the marriage with his wife. They had just come from the honeymoon suite. And he is coming up out of willingness. That's why we want to look at four aspects of the power of love. The first one I want us to look at is that God's love is based on sexual contentment. May I say it again? That God's love that is powerful in humanity, but given to us by divinity to be a blessing to society must be based on sexual contentment. And it says, who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? I awaken you under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she who bore you brought you forth. And the observation I want to make here is, it's a scene of where they had just consummated your relationship. So it's a scene of contentment and intimate fellowship and compassion. And what he is saying, he's, Solomon is talking and making a statement. Who's this coming up out of the, the, out of the wilderness? And he said, leaning on a beloved. She's leaning on him and she appears to be satisfied and contentment. But what we need to look at, he makes a statement. I awake you under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she who bore you brought you forth. And what Solomon is doing, he is saying or summarizing the same way your mother and father went and consummated their relationship in love and in contentment. 
we did the same thing. It also is saying right here, this is the essence that goes back to Genesis when they said they were both naked and not ashamed. And here Solomon is consummating his marriage, saying we consummated our marriage just like your mother did. In other words, he said, you were a love child and I was a love child for we know that Solomon was a child of comfort when King David had lost his first son. The Bible say that when he went back, he had finished mourning, he went and he comforted Bathsheba and Solomon was born. So the first principle here about the power of love is that the power of love must be based on sexual contentment. Number two is found in chapter five, verse six and seven. It says, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. It flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flyer, fire. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man should give for love all the wealth in his house, it will be utterly despised. So the second principle that governs the power of love is that love is the basis of a strong commitment. The power of love is that it is based on a strong commitment. Let me give you some examples of what the scripture is saying here. Number one, it's an intimate commitment. You see how you know that? She says, set me, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. She's saying, I want Solomon, like, like a seal is a finished transaction. My love for you. Now she's responding. Listen to the sister talk. She says, Solomon, this is a done deal. A seal means a finished transaction. She says, why? Because love is as strong as death. Death is irreversible. She's saying, Solomon, my love for you is as strong as death. In other words, death is irreversible. She also says, as jealousy is as cruel as the grave. If you notice when you give a loved one uh, to the grave and you bury it, the grave never gives you back. And she is saying, Solomon, the love I give you and the love I have for you is as jealous as the grave. I am not taking it back. Just as death and grave are ways of expressing a deep form of intimacy. And another thing is, as she said, it flames are flames of fire, of most vehement fire, and many waters cannot quench love. She's saying, okay. It's intimate commitment. It's also intense as death and the grave. It's also indestructible. She said it's indestructible. How you know it's indestructible? She says its flames are flames of fire, most venom flame, and that many waters cannot quench love. In other words, any kind of problem, mother-in-law problem ain't going to step my love. Family problems is not going to stop it. Other women are not going to stop it. I am not going to allow anything to stop or quench my love for you. That's how God love is. He says in Romans chapter 8, what can separate me? That's Paul is speaking about God's love for, for the church who is his bride. What can separate me? Nothing can separate me, nor heights, nor death, 
nothing present, nothing future. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Listen to the intensity of this woman's love. Somebody say she's demonstrating IQ and EQ. I, I agree with that. It is IQ and there's EQ, there's self-awareness, but there is something else more important. There is SQ. What is SQ? Spiritual intelligence. She's saying, my spirit that I have for you, just as God said that he saved me and he makes me an eternal being, and in Romans chapter 8, he said, when we get saved, the spirit of God come out saying, Abba, Abba, that I'm a child of God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish and have everlasting life. That's not IQ. That's not EQ. You can go to a university and get that. Yeah, but you have to go to the I am university to get Askew, and it's eternal. This love cannot be separated. And there's another thing about this love here that he's speaking about. It's found in verse 7. It says, Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods draw it. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it will be utterly despised. He is saying that this love is invaluable. It's an invaluable commitment. It's not just an intimate, intense, and destructible one. It is also invaluable. She is saying to Solomon, if you want sex, you can go and buy it. But if you want love, it must be given for God so loved the world. You cannot buy my love I have for you, Solomon. It's not for sale. And this girl who is speaking here, is a country girl. This was the girl who spent time with, with Solomon's father when he was dying, doing hospice care and stayed and took care of him. And when he had died, she was still a virgin. This sister had class and she comes from a single family. You say, how you know that? Let's go down to another principle and we will see it that God's love is based on personal character development and competencies. You say, how oh, you know that? Look at verse eight. In verse eight, it says, we have a little sister and she has no breasts. What shall we do for our sister in the day that she is spoken for? If she's a wall, verse nine, we will build upon her a battlement of silver. And if she's a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. I am a wall and my breasts are like towers. Then I became in the eyes of one who found peace. Solomon had a vineyard at Bahalamon. He leased the vineyard to, be, to keepers. Everyone was to bring for its fruit a thousand silver coins. My own vineyard is before me. You, O Solomon, may have a thousand. And those who attend to the fruits, two hundred. This is a beautiful example to show that her character that helped her and made her attractable to Solomon was based on good character that she developed at home in her family because she's talking about her family background and that how her family, her brothers took the initiative to 
think about her when he said, we have a little sister who have no breasts. The brothers were thinking about her even when she was pre-adolescent. What shall we do for our sister in the day she will be spoken for? So they were looking at their, their sister. Listen to the responsible moving of the brothers, recognizing the father was not there. The brothers stepped in. We need young brothers and older brothers stepping in to take care of our young sisters. And if they're not there, the church need to have the brotherhood of men as the deacons to come in and to help that woman take care of the sister, not to take care of the mother. She is saying that her brother stepped in and did for me what my father was not there to do. So they made an observation. They say, if my sister, when, when she gets old and she has and her breasts develop and a man comes looking for her, we're gonna protect her. We're gonna build uh we're gonna protect her if she cannot handle herself. We'll build a wall around her. But if she is able to be like a wall, well if she's a wall, she will be able to be protecting herself and we will bless her by putting silver on the wall. But if she's a door, we're gonna protect her by putting cedar and all kind of wood to protect her. We are concerned about the welfare and the virtuousness of our sister. And that's what she's saying. She said, but that's not where it stopped. My brother said, if I do be a door, they will bind me up. And if I'm a wall, they would bless me and put silver. But she said, it was up to me. She said, I am a wall. She said, I chose to be a wall. Because we are free will moral agents and we are the ones choose our behavioral outcome. She chose to demonstrate not just competency and skills of taking care of people, but she demonstrated character. And that's why she says that Solomon, that Solomon need to pay her brother what you call the bridal price because her brothers took care of her just like her brothers had worked in his vineyard and they gave Solomon back the big set of the money. They took a little 20%. She said, take care of my brother, Solomon, but my vineyard, my vineyard, I kept for you. You get the better part. She is showing her commitment and she's showing her loyalty to her husband. The last principle. The last principle is an important one. It is found in from verse 12 to verse 14. The last principle talks about love is based on an intimate companionship. Because this is a scene now that she have already got married and she's now in the garden talking to the bridesmaid and other people there. And Solomon calls her and says to her, you who dwell in the gardens, the companions, listen for your voice. Let me hear it. She, he is calling his other part because it's interesting. The word Shunammite is the feminine opposite of Solomon. He is calling his other part back to himself. Just like Jesus calls us many times to come and have fellowship with him. To come and have close intimacy of communion with him. Here's Solomon demonstrating it in such a compassionate way 
for them to have companionship. Just like Amos 2, 2 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? And he's calling her back because Jesus called us back because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and he calls us back so we can dwell with him. Like the scripture said in Colossians chapter three, I think it's verse 14 or 15, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, singing songs and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. He says, no, he says, let me hear your voice. And she responds, make haste my beloved and be like a gazelle or a young star on the mountain of spy. They are calling themselves to go now into intimacy again, which is so important. I want to close this message going back to chapter 6 and verse of chapter 5 and verse 16. Hear what she says. He says, she says, she's speaking about what she sees in her, her lover, who she calls a friend. She says, his mouth is most sweet. She is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. What a beautiful note to end on. Hear what this sister is saying about her beloved. And that word beloved means my intimate sexual lover. That's what it means. She said, number one, his mouth is sweet. In other words, she's talking about his com communication. He speaks with sweetness in his mouth. He doesn't cuss you out. He doesn't talk to her bad. He doesn't call her by the D name and she will call him back by the D name. No. You, somebody said, how oh, you know that? Well, I know that because the song starts when she says, she says, she, she starts off the song by making a statement in Solomon chapter one. Hear what she says. She said, let him kiss me with kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine because of your fragrance of your good ointments. Your name is ointment poured for. Therefore, the virgins love you. Notice how she started again. She said, this man, this man have character and his character outsmell his cologne. Men, we have to allow our character to outsmell our cologne. And second, how you know she finishes up, she says in chapter five, verse six, she said, this is my beloved and this is my friend. Notice what she said. She said, this is my beloved. And she said, yes, he's altogether lovely. She's saying, this man is wholesome. He is altogether. He has character. And she said, also, he is my friend. You know, it's interesting when Jesus was closing out his time here on earth. In the book of John, he makes a statement. He said, I no longer call you servant because the servant never knows what the master is doing. He said, I call you friend. And then we sing a song, what a friend we have in Jesus. That's the strength of love that God gave us. He said, I no longer call you servant. I call you friend. He also called Abraham his friend. That tells us God wants to have loving relationships with us. And that's why we can say, for God so loved the world 
He sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the power of love. Love brings joy. Love brings peace. And love brings hope. And I would like to say I want to thank you for giving me a chance to share this message with you. And remember, the power of love cannot be broken. Thank you. God bless you. I want to thank you, Reverend Brian Skinner, for bringing us a word from the Lord today. My brothers and sisters, if you would like to hear his word over again, just go to www.gospelforjesus.com. His messages are posted there for your listening pleasure anytime, anywhere in the world. Once again, that's www.gospelforjesus.com. There's really no better time than now to shop at Valley Auto Center on K in Sierra Highway in Lancaster. Most cars are under $9,995 and the inventory is full of great cars you will love to drive home. Like a 2017 Ford Focus, a 2014 Chevrolet Cruze, or a 2019 Dodge Charger. Your credit is guaranteed and you get a free Carfax plus a two-year service contract is available for every car. The Courteous Sales Associates at Valley Auto Center are ready to help you purchase your car today. Call to set up your appointment. Call 661-951-1100. That's 661-951-1100. Or shop and get approved online at avapproved.com. That's avapproved.com. Used cars under $9,995. Valley Auto Center. It's easy to find. It's located on K and Sierra Highway in Lancaster. Well, I pray that God will bless you, your family, and everyone around you, my brothers and sisters. We'll be back next week with much more great gospel music and a word from the Lord. Bye-bye. Here's Keandra Lockett. Struggle don't last always. Glad to tell you it won't last always. Won't come when you want, but he's on time. Fire get hot. Weeping may endure for night. Keep the faith. He did it before. He'll do it again, yeah. Restore to you everything that was taken.
can't give up when the going gets tough it won't 